This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Morning. Thank you very much. It is indeed a privilege to be here. I was quite keen to preach on Mother's Day, Eugene. <laughs> but um, we, had, we were in Shofa Somerset West for, I think, about two years, year and a half. I'm not sure how long. And um, we had such a, uh, it was such a good time for us there. And they just wanted to greet us and pray for us. And that happened last week. So, But I just want to tell you that for Mother's Day, I had... Um, prawns for breakfast. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> My family got up at six to prepare prawns for me <laughs> because that's what I love <laughs> and I had it for breakfast. Um, so I don't know all of you, so let me just share a bit more about myself. I know what it is like when somebody preaches and you keep on thinking, who is this person? So <laughs> I'll just tell you. Um, so my husband is Anton Boasjeskat. Oh, my word. <laughs> he's up there. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, he's up there. We don't have a baby. I don't know what he's doing there. <laughs> Our youngest is eight years old. He's in children's church. So, uh, so we have five children. The oldest one is uh, 15, almost 16, and the youngest one is eight. And I won't tell you the other ages because that's unnecessary and um, yes it's, it's, it's just wonderful to be to be uh, back in, in, in the Stellenbosch congregation and um, I am going to greet the people online you know to me the online people don't exist I am not technologically inclined <laughs> I never ever give any attention to them and they ask me every single time when I preach to greet the people online and I've never done it and look at me this morning Hi, all the online people. Where do I look? Is there a camera somewhere? <laughs> and I'm welcome to this message. So let me start. Um, I'd like to start with a scripture. You know, my, my challenge with preaching is that I have all these things that I want to say, but when I prepare, I only manage to find scriptures, and I, I, I have hardly anything written on my paper and I, every single time I go up saying, okay, God, are you, going to, <laughs> are you going to give it to me? Because you certainly didn't in all the hours that I was waiting <laughs> to give me the words. So I, I just believe that what God um, wants, to, wants to do in us will be done in spite of me. So I would like to read from 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18. And then verse 22 to 24. Okay. So, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And then verse 22. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So... What the Word of God says is, is indeed very true, always, and I think it's, it's also my experience and the experience of, for, for many of us, is that the message of the cross to the world seems foolish. Do you agree with me? <laughs> and it also does not make much sense if we are honest and we want to speak about logic here. 
why would God create everything and, and then sin takes over and brokenness and then send his son? Why would anybody have to die on a cross? Just makes no sense, does it? So the, 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 the synonyms for foolishness, according to the dictionary, is madness, irrationality, irresponsibility, illog illogical, and even crazy. <laughs> so, the Word of God says, to the, to the world, the death on the cross that Jesus died for us is indeed not logical, uh, irrelevant even, uh, makes no sense, madness, and, and, and even to the extent of, of irresponsible. It's irresponsible uh, to believe that and to hold on to that and to build your life upon that. And I don't know how all of you grew up, but I grew up in a, in a very, in a church. We were there every single Sunday, but it was very religious. And even the religious people who would sing about the cross and pray about the cross would not really approve if you build your whole life on that. Is that true? <laughs> even people who proclaim to be Christians often we tell you now you're taking it too far, irresponsible, irrational. Just, you know, find the balance. <laughs> and this morning I want to speak about that thing, building your whole life, everything that you are, everything that you are becoming, everything that you do upon this one thing, Christ crucified. And, 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 and then the word goes on to say to the Jews a stumbling block because Jesus is not what they wanted. Some of them are still waiting for him to come. <laughs> and there's a whole different sermon about that. And to the Greeks, uh, it's the, the, the wise people, which, which I believe represents many of us. It's just, you know, and, and, and then the Jews are looking for a sign. And then the, the Greeks, to them, it's, 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 it's not the wisdom that they want to proclaim but then it says here, and, and this is what I love, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, and, and all the Gentiles, all of us, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And my question this morning is, do we experience this power or do we just talk about it? And if every one of us this morning can ask ourselves, do I experience this power or do I only talk about this power? And the message that I have this morning is very simple. I, it's very simple. The scriptures that I will use, most of us will know. It's mostly from Matthew in the New Testament. But here's the thing. If we grasp it, if we grasp it, with our hearts <laughs> and our heads, it will change everything for us. And this is what I'm trusting God for because it changed everything for me. So I would like to read from Philippians 2 verse 5 to 9. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of, of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God has also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. Jesus is the only name by which we can be saved. And the word of God says he became of no reputation. 
Now, I don't think that we really get this. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think that we really understand the extent of humility that it took for Jesus to come down from heaven, firstly, just to become a man. That, that thing already showed extreme humility for God to become man. And, and somewhere in the word of God, it says he was an ord ordinary looking guy. You know, he wasn't, uh, who shall we say, <laughs> George Clooney. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the actors. I'm sorry. I'm not with it with Hollywood. <laughs> he was not. Uh, he was just an ordinary looking man. And not just that, that, that he humble himself to become a man and to walk amongst men and to be to be completely um, a, a man like we are with the same uh, battles, the same desires, the same struggles. You know, when Satan came to tempt Jesus, I, he could have been there. I don't know what I don't know in what form he came, but I think when he tempted Jesus, it was exactly in the same way that we are tempted. It's this voice in your head that tells you you will not, you cannot, you know, whatever it is, Jesus became a man that took extreme humility and then he died on that cross, which, is, which was the most shameful thing in his day and time. He was naked on that cross. You know, in the movies, obviously, they don't want to put a naked actor, Jesus, there, but he, it's always covered, but he was naked on the cross. It, it, he died the most shameful death. <laughs> he, 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 he went as low as he could go. He was of no reputation. He lost his reputation completely, utterly, and 100%. And the Jews said, crucify him. His own people that is humbling. Do you know it's humbling when your own people reject you? Have you been rejected in your family? Have you been rejected in the workplace? Have you been rejected by the people that you love? It's humbling. He, he, he became humble in every sense of the word. He, he, he humbled himself more than any of us has ever been humbled. May I say that? And then... He was exalted. Then he was exalted. So when the word says, become like Jesus, why is it not a walk in the park? <laughs> and may I say this, and this is not what we want to hear. We don't realize the extent of humility that he requires from us. Let me read you another scripture, and don't worry, because good news is also coming. <laughs> Matthew 23, verse 12. Matthew 23, verse 12. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. So here's the proof. Jesus humbled himself in the most severe way. And then the word says about us, you and me, whoever exalts himself, uh, you know, God, say, God says, I resist the proud. But then it says, whoever humbles himself, he or she will be exalted. Now, let's be honest. We all want to be exalted. <laughs> we don't all like uh, the, the, the attention of, of, of the public or a lot of people. I'm not saying that we all want to be uh, very well known or famous, but I'm saying we all want to be exalted in some form. 
We all want to be lifted up. We all want to want to be rewarded for our effort. We want to be recognized for our contribution. And I don't think that is sinful. <laughs> but God has a certain way. God has a certain way that he works with us and a certain way that he wants to use to bring us to that exaltation. And it hardly ever is the way that we think. Hardly ever is the way that we think. And what I'm hoping to bring over this morning is that God wants to take us much deeper than we realize. He wants, to, he wants to humble us much more. He wants us to humble ourselves because it really is a choice in the end. He wants us to humble ourselves much more than we even realize. And in that humbling, we discover his love and his mercy. And I will speak about that. And then he can exalt us to that place where we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places, where we do operate in authority and where we do become everything that he has called us to become but it never is about ourselves never and we all have a different journey never compare your journey to someone else's journey ever it's a waste of time <laughs> we all have our different journeys and I want to share just a, a, little, a little bit from my own life with you, if, if that is okay. And I'll just be really honest. <laughs> you know, we, uh, this is just a small little example of, of, of what God is doing in my life. And I don't think that you should be particularly interested in my life. <laughs> but I believe that this will just illustrate, you know, um, we, uh, Anton and I, my husband that's up there in the mother's room, <laughs> if you didn't notice, <laughs> we, um, we started, we, we've, been, we've been employed by Shofa, and let me just say this, the Shofa pastors are extremely privileged to be employed because many church groups do not give any salaries to their pastors or their staff. Uh, so we were really privileged, and I mean this, we were extremely pri privileged to be employed by Shofa for many, many, many years. And, and, and it was the, the, the most precious years. And, and there was so much blessing in it and so much life in it. And about two years ago, we started feeling uncomfortable in the position that we were, which was pastoral mostly. And, 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 and there was a lot of changes. And, and, and we sensed that God was starting. You, you know, when you, when you start feeling uncomfortable, and you start realizing this is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and I start to realize that God is speaking to me and God is wanting to do something. And, 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 and then you realize I'm uncomfortable where I am because I probably have to move in a new direction. And then you think this is too hard. This is too difficult. This is too scary. I'm not going to do this. No. <laughs> so we went through all the emotions but it became very clear to us that God wants to use us in a different setting, in a, in a different way. And to make a long story short, uh, God confirmed it to us over and over again. And I'm going to speak about money now. <laughs> and we uh, made a decision after a lot of prayer and a lot of worship and a lot of inquiring from God and asking people to pray for us to resign from working, being employed by, by this church, and to, <laughs> to give up our salaries and uh, see what God is going to do and how he is going to look after us. So we have five children. <laughs> they need to eat. They need clothes. We have ourselves. We have all the expenses that people have. And we were so sure. So we made a decision that the time, for the time that we are going to resign because we know that God is calling Anton. He has an apostolic um, and evangelistic call upon his life. And God is calling him 
into specifically the continent of Africa, and then he's busy working with evangelism ministries at the moment. Um, and you know, we, we, we know what God has called us for, but for now, this, this is what God is saying to us. And, and we made this decision to trust God for everything. <laughs> and ever since we made that decision, we obviously started crying out to God. God, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? And um, I started just experiencing God in a way that I've never experienced Him before. And, and, and we have had many challenges in our lives in, in many different ways. And we've had many financial challenges. But, but I just started experiencing God like I've never experienced Him before. And crying out to God and saying, God, we did this because we were obedient. We are so sure about it. Now, God, you show us. You teach us. You walk with us. And you know, few people would encourage a decision like this. And, 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 and uh, around about since March, we were just trusting God. <laughs> Because we were no longer receiving a salary. And, um, and God provided in, in, in great ways, and, and, but, but not, not for everything that we need. And this is what happened, and I'm sharing this with you. So God said to me, uh, you must go and approach the schools where your five children are, three schools, and, and uh, you must speak to them about school fees. You must tell them because they do have <laughs> a service that they render to parents where uh, you are subsidized or where you pay less school fees. And um, I say to God, I cannot do that because in Stellenbosch, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that in Stellenbosch. Perhaps we do that in other little towns, <laughs> but in Stellenbosch, we don't admit things like that. And God said, and, and, and God did not just speak to me. Um, a friend, uh, Estelle, that is sitting here, I had a conversation with Estelle, and Estelle said, why don't you just approach the schools? And then I thought, mm, I don't know, that's hard, that's tough. <laughs> and then I spoke to another friend in Somerset West. I love, I'm, 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 I'm drawn to women that are a bit older than me, and, and that's also a lady that's a bit older than me. And she looked at me. And she said to me, do you have pride in your life? She's well, she's well away. She's a wealthy lady. So, <laughs> you know, I thought, but you don't even know what I'm going through. But that's just besides the point. She, she looked at me and she said, do you have pride in your life? I said, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. She said, I think, you've, I think you should just, you know, pray about that. <laughs> and I went to God and I said, God, we made this decision which people don't do. People don't do that. They don't, they don't go, they don't, they don't, um, uh, what's the word? You know, they, they make sure that they have an income. They are responsible. They are logical. <laughs> and I, I had this wrestle with God. You know, we sing that song, Lord of hosts, you're with us, but where else would we go with the Lord of but with the Lord of hosts. And in that song we sing, Lord, wrestle us and win. Lord of hosts, wrestle us and win. I, I've been wrestling with God so many times in my life. And I sat there with God and I said, God, surely you don't expect me to go and humble myself. And the Lord had one answer for me. He said to me, I resist the proud. You ask me what to do, I tell you, you are too proud to do it, I resist that. I don't resist you, I love you, but I resist this. If you are, if you are surrendered to me, you obey me, because then you will see my love. Then you will see my favor. 
then you will start to get to know the real Abba Father. Because I do provide. And a funny thing happened. I, I made an appointment with a school, one of the schools, and made an appointment with the principal. You know, and I was really, I was really scared. I mean, this is a, this is a small thing, isn't it? <laughs> this is a small, actually very insignificant thing, but I clearly felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to share this this morning. I went to see that, I, I, I went to bed the, the, the previous night, and I was so afraid to see this, this, this headmaster, because he's just such an accomplished man, and he doesn't even know me. And um, that night, I had a dream. I dreamed that Pastor William, anybody here who knew Pastor William Kurizen, <laughs> all the golden oldies, Pastor William was just, yeah, we all just <laughs> loved him so much. He was such a father to us. I dreamed that Pastor William came to me, and he put his arm around me, and he said to me, everything is going to be okay. That's what I dreamed. The next morning, I drove to the school. This is, this is last week. This is last week. And you know, we were given a car. I didn't even share this. We were given a brand new Toyota last year, uh, a Toyota Rush. It's even a new model. So it's, it's, it's brand new. We, we were given. It was a present. It was given to us. So I was driving in my brand new Toyota Rush to the school. And I went in to the, to the headmaster, and, 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 you know, I was so nervous. And I said, I'm here, sir, because um, we cannot afford the school fees. And he, <laughs> he looked at me, and he said, you know, you don't, to me, you don't look like one of those people who would tell me that you can't afford school fees, but then you drive around in a brand new car. <laughs> And I said, I do, I do, I do drive around in a brand new car, but it was a gift, <laughs> I promise you. And, and, and to make a long story short, I, I, I had this, this, this very uh, blessed conversation, and, and, and I'm approaching more schools, and I'm not sharing with this you for any reason but that, that I just want to demonstrate something and, and I came home, and, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm busy, you know, and, and I, with this, and I said, God, you know, this is, this, is really, this is really humbling. And Jesus said to me, well, I, I, was, I was hanging on the cross naked. I did that for you. All you had to do was being nicely dressed and going to someone's office and just have a conversation with them. <laughs> and God says, I want you to know I resist the proud, but I lift up those who are humble before me. Now, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because I believe with all of my heart that God wants to do some things in us and through us, but we block him. We don't allow him because we are not willing to surrender. We are not willing to surrender completely. And then what God does is God says, listen carefully. God says, I will allow things in your life to bring you down. May I say that? I will allow things in your life to bring you down. Because when I bring you down, you will start calling out to the name of Jesus, the only name by which you can be saved. Because when you are desperate, what do you do? What do we do when we are desperate? We call upon the name of Jesus. Even the atheist on the plane, when the plane falls, he has to call out to someone. <laughs> oh, the God that I do not believe in, help me. Oh, the God that does not exist. <laughs> there comes a time when God brings us to a desperate place. That is a good place. That is a good place to be. And let me speak about reputation. Did I read that scripture about reputation yet? 
Matthew 16, verse 24 to 25. No. I read it. Philippians 2. I did read it. Sorry. You know, Jesus became of no reputation. And Jesus says, if you want to be like me, if you want to, you know, he, he said we will do even greater things. And we all go, oh, we will do even greater things. There is a price to pay to do even greater things. There is a price to pay to be like Jesus. There is a price to pay to have that authority. And the price is to surrender. And surrendering is hard. <laughs> but it is all worth it. Every second of every day, it is worth it to surrender to Christ because He takes us higher and He takes us deeper and He teaches us. And <laughs> how can I say this? And we need to resist everything that stands in our way to surrender to Him completely. Let me read Matthew 24, Matthew 16, verse 24 to 25. Then Jesus, let me read it from the Amplified, sorry. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and, in need, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying <laughs> because of faith in me. Verse 25, for whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it, but through death, but whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find that that is life with me for all eternity. I want to speak about finding your life. You know, the word there says, if you are willing to lose your life, you will find it. And, and it says there, in eternity, and we will live with him for all eternity. But there I say <laughs> that there is a life to be found on this earth already that we should pursue. And that life is knowing him. And allowing him to mold us and to shape us. There's a song by Third Day called Only Jesus. And he sings and he says, I don't want to leave a legacy. Jesus is the only name to remember. You know, Stellenbosch, who of us, who do not, who are you who do not live in Stellenbosch? Is there anybody like that? Okay, few people. I don't know where you live, so bear with me. Stellenbosch and the culture that is represented by most of us here is a hard place because it does not represent the mind of Christ. It does not. <laughs> you know, and I said to God about two years ago, God, I don't fit in. We don't fit in. We don't have enough money. We don't know how to dress for this town. <laughs> Our children uh, are not, um, we are not like the people here, God. <laughs> we are not uh, focused on, on prestige and we are not focused on, on um you know, we, we, are too, we are too plain, we are too simple. Our house, oh, our house is not beautiful enough, God. We don't fit in. I said, God, please, I beg you. I said this. I said, take us to Malawi, take us to Tanzania, take us to Dar es Salaam. There I will fit, Lord. 
the way that I dress will fit, the way that my hair looks most of the time, this is not my everyday look, will fit. <laughs> my children are, are just what you see is what you get. They, uh, the, the way that they dress will fit. And, and, and there's no pressure, God. And, and just take us there and we will, we, will, we will do it there for Jesus. We will be missionaries. And you know what God said to me over a period of time I realized? He said to me, yeah. Year where it is tough for you. Year where you don't fit in. Year where the culture is hard for you. This, this is where I want to teach you. This is where I want to teach you. Where you are contrary from the culture. You know, our culture teaches us to be proud. May I say this? Will I get in trouble? I don't know. Please um, forgive me. <laughs> This, this town teaches us to be proud, teaches us to be outward focused. This is not what God is saying. God is not that impressed with our children who play first team rugby. God is not that impressed with our uh, weight or lack of it, I mean, ladies. God is not that impressed with our cause. He doesn't really care. I know that. I know that. I promise you. I know that. He cares about our hearts. Only Jesus. Jesus is the only name to remember. And he says, for goodness sake, humble yourselves. So if you drive in an old car, do it with your head up. I had to do that for many years in this town until last year when someone gave us. Put your head up. Look them in the eye. It's about your heart. And if you are blessed, that's fine. <laughs> if you fit in with that culture, it's not a sin. But make sure that your heart, your heart, your heart is turned to God. Because when it is, when we experience the real God, not the religion, not the religion, the real Jesus. Guess what? There is revelation upon revelation upon revelation about his love, about his care, about his providing for us. Because God determines, not people. We sing that song, I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I love that song. You can have the sweetest frame. You can have the, the most wonderful person. There are wonderful people in this world. Do not trust them. Trust God. God decides. You know, we started a small business. And the idea is that I run it. I have been in the full-time ministry all of my adult life. Now I sit with this, and I'm extremely challenged. But you know what God said to me? God said, you have fears and you have insecurities, and by doing this, you will enable me to address it, to work with it, to change you. And, and I started engaging in this thing that challenges me so much, so different. And, and, and the, the challenge is we are dependent on the income. It's not just for the fun. <laughs> and, 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 it's just, and, you know, it's always a slow start mostly, and, 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 and I suppose that's a good thing. But you know what? You know the revelation that God gave me? God said to me, it's not about this business. It's not about the money. I am your provider. I will decide who will buy and who will not buy and who will engage and who will not engage. I will, I will, I will sort out the website and the Facebook page. I just want your heart. You put all your trust in me. The word of God says, trust in him with all of your hearts. Do not lean on your own understanding, even if you are impressed with your own understanding, which some of us are. Do not lean on it. Trust in him with all of your heart. And may I say this, do not submit to culture. Submit to God. Our culture. 
culture dictates to us and we don't even realize. We just submit. Our culture says, I'm speaking about the culture that is mainly represented in this room. There are, m might be a few exceptions for cultures represented, but our culture says you don't ask other people for food or money when you battle. You just battle in silence. Is that true? Yeah? Our culture says just pretend. Our culture says so many things, and we are deprived from the life of community, the life of love that God wants to give to us, the, the, the place where he wants to meet us, where we meet each other. Let me just read the scripture, this powerful scripture. I hope the sermon makes sense this morning. <laughs> thank you. Give us the thank John 17, verse 20. Oh, verse 20 to 24, listen to this, listen to this. Jesus is on his way to the cross. He knows what is coming. He's terrified. He's te he, he, this is before he went on his knees and he, and, and, and he asked God, could this cup pass me? So before that, he realizes that he's going to go. He's going to leave and the Holy Spirit will come. And he prays for the, 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 for the disciples. And then he moves on from the disciples and he prays for us. Listen to this. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That is us. We believe in, in Christ because of the disciples and the first church and everything that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. This is intimacy. Do we understand this? In him, and I am in you, God, and you are in me, and may they all be in us. Do you understand that in is intimacy? <laughs> that they all may be one, And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. I in them again and you in me that they may be perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. I want to say something. I want to say that it really is all about love. And Jesus says, you know, Jesus was so confident because he knew the love of the Father. The word says, perfect love drives out all fear. How can we be confident? How do we access this power that comes from humility and from surrendering? Because surrender, we have to surrender. You know what is the toughest thing to do? To, to surrender into religion doesn't work. It has no lasting fruit. It's, it's exhausting. But to surrender to Christ means to say, show me your love, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus understood the love that the father had. He lived in that love. He had his being in that love. Often, must I stop, Audrey? <laughs> Often, he would walk away and be with the father. Often, he would go and spend time with the father. It was a love relationship. 
It was an understanding of his love. And as he did that, he was empowered. This is what we need to do. We need to seek after the love of God. I want to say something. I promise you I'm almost finished. (laughs) I think in church, and I think this goes for most churches all over the world, I think sometimes we try to explain God. He cannot be explained. We try to teach some things about God that cannot be taught. And as I had a pastoral role in church for many years, and I regret, I honestly, I I regret the times when people came to me for advice and instead of sending them back to Jesus and tell them to spend time with God, I tried to fix them with good advice. There's no substitute for time with God. There's no substitute for time with God. Now you ask me, how do I spend time with God? I don't know. You go and figure that out. But let me say this. Do not trust in the sweetest frame. You know what happens when we spend time with God? We change. We change. We become like Jesus because we have a revelation of his love. I cannot do that for you. You cannot do it for your husband or your wife. You cannot, you can just, you can just point them. But there's something that happens and usually it takes a bit of suffering (laughs) to get there. Then we need to embrace it. And this is what happens we go to God, we give to Him, we, repre- we, we present to Him our cares, our burdens, our anxieties, and then we wait upon Him. How do we wait upon Him? We call upon the name of Jesus every second of every day. That is why the Bible says, "Do not, uh, pray without ceasing. And we wait and he reveals himself. He's, he, 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 you know his voice. You just know it because you've been with him. And you change. And no sermon can do that for us. And I know if you just had a baby, you say to me, how on earth do you want me to <laughs> spend time with God? Just cry out to him. I know some of us feel, I don't know, I don't know when, just, just understand. Just spend time with him. Just go to him. Just cry out for him. And, 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 and the world will tell you it's foolish, irrational, illogical. Just go and experience him. The word says, oh, taste and see, taste and see that the Lord is good. God wants to take us on a journey. It's usually uphill. (laughs) And he wants to show us when we come to the end of our strength, how strong he is, how big he is, how brave he is, and we change. And what happens? We find our lives. We find our lives. You know, we have a daughter, our oldest daughter, almost 16. She cries out to God for everything in her life. For the only reason that I have cried out to God to reveal himself to her. She has a love relationship with God. She's not striving. She's not trying. She's just changing. 
I never told her to change. She's just changing because she worships Jesus. Nobody told her how to. I never said, this is how you read the Bible and this is how you worship. We never did that. Perhaps we should have. <laughs> we didn't. We just, we just worship God together as a family. And I just said, God, will you reveal yourself to her? And God is revealing herself to her. And she is changing. She's such a godly girl because of his presence. Your presence is all I want, all I need. Just enter his presence. Ask him. Seek him. Let me read the last scripture. Matthew 11, verse 29 to 30. Such a well-known scripture. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what that word easy in the original Greek is? It's useful, pleasant, good, comfortable, suitable, serviceable. Do you know what I have learned? I'm ending. I'm ending. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What the challenges are, doesn't matter. I, I know some challenges are impossible. It doesn't matter. There's a place in God that is comfortable, that is good, that is comforting, that is safe, that is encouraging, that is energizing. And we should enter into that place. And we come out changed. We should surrender completely. And whatever God is bringing into our lives <laughs> to cause us to surrender, let's embrace that. Let's not resist that. Because when we embrace it, He will reveal Himself. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.